My name is Will Rogan. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace, and I would like to deliver a short reflection to prepare us to receive Jesus in communion. You can read the whole Gospel of John as a story about uh, the surprising way God overcomes human resistance to his love. The story begins with God and the Word and the creation of all things with an abundance of light and life and primeval joy. But as soon as the Word begins to enter the world, the story threatens to become a tragedy. We read, uh, the true light shines on all, that shines on all people was coming into the world. Think incarnation. The light was in the world, and the world even came into being through him, but the world did not recognize him. The light came to his own people, and his own people did not welcome him. John 1, 10 to 11. The story threatens to become a tragedy because the world should recognize its creator. The people of God should welcome their God. But the world does not recognize Jesus. His own people do not welcome him. Jesus enters into a world where people who think they see are blind. A world where even devout people fail to honor God. Where even devoted disciples misunderstand their teacher. A world that will betray the giver of life to death. If God was like us, he might reason that the incarnation coming into the world is inefficient. It's a waste of time. It's, it, it causes more problems than it solves. But the incarnation is not about efficiency. It's about the love of God. The love with which God loves us, loves you first. As John tells us elsewhere... God reveals his love among us by sending his only son into the world so that we might live through him. That we might live through him. Uh, These words suggest that by taking on human flesh, Jesus actually, he touches humanity. He raises what has fallen in humanity. He makes a new way of being human possible. Uh, in his human life turned completely to God, we find uh, it's possible for our lives to be turned completely to God. In the prologue, just when you, uh, to the Gospel of John, just when you think there's no one left to welcome the light that comes into the world, since uh, the world didn't recognize Jesus, his own people didn't receive him, you think, who is left then to welcome the one who created all things, John tells us uh, there are those who welcome Jesus. Uh, Those who welcome Jesus are born from God, and John is very insistent about this. They are not born from human desire, not from human planning, but born from God. Uh, The way the gospel will then unfold comes closer to a comedy than a tragedy. Uh, There's misunderstanding, there's irony, there's incongruity. Because uh, time after time, we see God overcome human resistance to his love in surprising ways. 
who would think that the person to see Jesus most clearly would be a man born blind? Uh, who would have thought that the person who responds to Jesus most faithfully in the gospel is a dead man, Lazarus, one who hears Jesus call his name and receives his life. You think the, the other disciples might uh, be a little resentful about getting short shrift there. But the giving of sight to the man born blind, uh, the raising of Lazarus by Jesus reveals the surprising resources of God in the human life of Jesus. Uh, Jesus has the power to overcome our own blindness. Uh, Jesus has a power that can give life and faith even to those who are dead, who are unable to respond to God. This is why in the Gospel of John, Jesus says things like, no one can come to me unless it is granted to them by the Father. Or uh, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Jesus says these kinds of things not because he was a Calvinist, uh, not because Jesus is concerned about excluding people from the life of God. Uh, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Because the love of God in the incarnate life of Jesus is the power that brings about salvation. It's because God loves you first. Before you ever loved God, God loved you. This is how the love of God is revealed. God sent his son into the world so that we can live through him. 1 John 4.9, again. I want you uh, to remember those words as we return uh, for a moment, to the foot washing. Um, here in the foot washing, the love of God is revealed. And what is also revealed is human resistance to that love. Um, so I, I want to think for a moment about the two kinds of resistance, actually, we see to Jesus in this scene. Uh, first, there is cosmic resistance to Jesus. During dinner... The devil, we are told, puts it into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus to the death. The devil, elsewhere called the ruler of this world in John, uses power to kill, to destroy, thinks about power as a way to bend others to what you want them to do or be and to break them if they will not bend. At the same dinner, uh, Jesus, who knows all power has been given to him by the Father, strips off his clothing. He, he bends down to wash the disciples' feet. It's not only that Jesus uses his power to bring life and to make pure. Jesus reveals what power truly is, self-giving love in service of others a love that transgresses the hierarchy of power in the world because it is a love from God. The dinner is then, it becomes a scene of cosmic conflict, the power of God against the power of the devil. We do not get in the Gospel of John the kind of brawl we've come to expect from superhero movies in our time. It turns out that the power of the devil dissolves in the presence of Jesus' body, just like the dirt and dung uh, dissolve off the feet 
of the disciples that Jesus washes with water. And then we find resistance to Jesus even from his own, his own people that he loved. Um, And here I I have little to add to uh, Jonathan's profound interpretation of the conversation between Jesus and Peter. You will never ever wash my feet, Peter says to Jesus. To which Jesus responds, if I do not wish wash you, you have no share with me. Uh, here we see the love of God uh, that comes to us as something that's humiliating because it comes to us by the humiliation of Jesus. A love of God that's disruptive since the way Jesus uses power is at odds with the power we see in the world. But Jesus tenderly, truthfully draws near to Peter and washes his feet with his own hands. In so doing, uh, Jesus opens up uh, something in our humanity. Uh, He offers a new way to be human, uh, that we would be the kind of people whose feet are washed by Jesus, and for that very reason, people who wash each other's feet. Uh, I want to end this reflection by reading a poem about how the love of God gently overpowers human resistance to that love. Uh, The poem is by the 17th century Welsh poet, George Herbert. It's called Love Three. It's not a very creative title. Um, It's like Paul Simon uh, publishing all of his lyrics, and and he titles it Lyrics. (laughs) Well, here's the poem. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, the ungrateful? Ah, my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply, Who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. Jesus overcomes our resistance to God, to the love of God. That is what incarnation is about. Do not draw back. Draw near and receive the love that God had for you first. Thanks be to God.